Well, hello everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Helicarrier, the Shield podcast. Your podcast for weekly reviews of Marvel's Age of Shield, the new TV show on ABC. I'm your host Andrew Bag as usual, and with me is my current guest host, Sig Donnelly. How are you doing, sir, today? I'm doing okay, Andy. Thanks for having me back, sir. Well, thank thank you for being back. And we we're gonna jump into some Shield news, and we have some really good news items to talk about this week. Uh, first off, Shield finally. Got up, went up in ratings. It wasn't a lot, I know, but it actually it, it officially ended their streak of going down in ratings every week. And um, this episode got a 6.89 million viewers, and, and it went up a two. It got a 2.4 in demographics, which is pretty good. It still remained as the number the, uh, the number two rated show of in that hour, which is really nice. Which they have been doing for the past past two months since the show started, and I think that's amazing. And um, what do you think about this? Not about these numbers, um, Zeke. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, uh, you know, obviously having a a connection and building more in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is helping the show. That's what fans wanted from the beginning, and now that we're getting more of that and seeing more of that, I think that's really great. And anytime you see a, a spike up in a show, no matter how small, that's definitely a good sign. So I I think that's really great news, actually. Well, I think the reason this that I'm I think that some people are really happy about this is. Not the not just only for the fact that that it did go up a bit, it, it go up a bit, but it's also because it was actually the first week when it was actually not declining because right. they, and because people have been reporting as soon as the ratings come out like oh Marvel's Age of Shield dips again, but this week they didn't. Yeah, take that haters. Yeah, and the show has been increase has been increasing in quality a lot. There are a lot of character developments. There are a lot of better storylines now and we're starting to see a clearer picture of the show so that's really good so i think that if the, if the show just keeps keeps up like this i think it's i think we will get a season two then for sure well, fingers crossed fingers crossed and uh, next news item we have so we have there's been, we we have talked about for the past couple of episodes both after the captain america the winter solar trailer came out and a few weeks ago that there has been rumors that Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. will have some sort of tie-in with this next Captain America movie, and it was finally confirmed this week by the executive producers of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marissa Tangero and Jed Whedon. In an interview with TV TV Guide's Natalie Abrams, they talked about the expanding of the world and the organization, and um, and it, it appears that the producers are planning to have some role in Phase 2 with the this new Captain America movie, and here is what they said to TV Guide about that subject. Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, isn't that one, and S.H.I.E.L.D. makes an appearance, so we will definitely try to tee up some stuff and probably play a little bit of the fallout from that film. Whedon says, we are hoping, Whedon says, we are hoping to do some cool stuff, and that, it, it, it is vague, and it's not really clear on how big that connection will be but it i think it's interesting that they mentioned fallout and i know it's a term that they can use as ending or whatever but just look at how shield has been acting this season look at the lack of of shield that we have that we have seen in phase two they weren't in iron man 3 they weren't in for the dark world and so and they're only going to be in captain america the winter soldier and then avengers age of ultron so there is definitely something going on and i think this may be the connection that could actually actually reshape the show a bit. Uh, but what do you think about this um, confirmation, Zeke? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I know there was rumors before that we talked about uh, 
And I know the Triskelion is going to be a, a set piece in the Captain America movie. And they mentioned this, the, the Triskelion and the episode of the hub when they were all at the hub. So, you know, hopefully that means the kids will get to go to the Triskelion. Hopefully that'll put them in contact somehow with, with, uh, Nick Fury. I would imagine eventually, uh, you know, you're going to have to have those people in a room together. Although I would, I could see why Nick Fury wouldn't want to be in the same room as sky. I mean, he doesn't trust her at all. Um, but he does trust Coulson at least enough to uh, seemingly bring him back from the dead. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious. I, I want to see how it ties in, and uh, hopefully, it's a little bit more of a tie-in than what we got with this this Thor Dark World tie-in. Uh, only because it's Shield, like it, it would make more sense to tie in closer. So, hopefully, they'll you know Marvel and everyone uh, will let them do that, and I look forward to it. I I agree, and I think people should be excited, despite how they did this tie-in. I think that you guys should expect a bigger crossover with the next movie in Phase 2 because it is S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think th- the reason why they couldn't do much with 4 was because, for example, if the, if people were looking for cameos, there was there were a lot of actors' availability. And um, they even explained a little bit that 4 is, is, an, is, is off-grid, which could make sense, but we will discuss it later in the episode. Well, also, um, think about this, because... I. From what I'm gathering in the new Captain America movie, it 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 seems as though Captain America and Nick Fury uh, disagree on certain tactics that Shield has, and then at some point it looks like Captain America is on the run and he's and he's uh, trying to solve a mystery, and it looks kind of like a spy story as well with Winter Soldier. But it, it seems, at least what I'm gathering from the movie trailer so far, that uh, that they're on so- opposite sides of the spectrum. And if that's the case, if if a wedge was created between Captain America and Nick Fury, which side do you think Coulson would be on? That's a good question. I'm. I think because he's now starting to see that there is some there are some holes in the system uh, after last week's episode with Level Eight and Victoria Hand. I think that he may actually be against Cold and uh, against Fury. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would think he would side with his idol, either way. But uh, yeah, but that's, that's, uh, that's true. <laughs> but, well, who wouldn't look at Chris Evans? He's mm. <laughs> he's a super soldier. Anyway, mm, he's a super soldier indeed. Oh, jeez. And I'm not talking about the serum. No, okay. Let's keep this PG. So. It's been confirmed there will be a crossover, so expect in the next couple of months when you look when they release the next couple of episode descriptions that they will probably tell us what that connection is. And remember that Captain America the Winter Soldier will be coming out on April fourth, two thousand fourteen. So we may hear things at the beginning of twenty fourteen as uh, we're building up towards that movie. But uh, and hopefully there will be a cameo this time. But so fingers crossed. Last news item before we go. One of the last news items before we go into the comic corner this week. The mid-season finale has been announced. We're not going to go into spoilers on that one. But we will say that they have they have confirmed that the mid-season finale will be on December 10th. There's going to be a break after next week's episode on the on the 26th. So they will. So on December 3rd, there will there will not be a new episode of Agents of Shield. But the, there will be the 10th episode, the mid-season finale on December 10th. And the episode is called The Bridge, and that's all I'm going to tell you guys. If you want to find out before, if you want to find out right away, and not because we're not going to talk about it in the spoiler section this week, you can head over to Marvel.com or Shields.net. And uh, it has some. Seek and I, we 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 have read it, we have talked about it off off microphone, and I think it's. I personally, I'm really excited for it. But what do you feel about it so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 
you know, as long as they keep saying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this is going to happen, then that, that makes me feel good that the show is still around and there's still plenty of cool things for me to watch on it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, hiatuses are, are kind of a bummer for fans because it right when shows, especially like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right when it starts to pick up and gain that momentum that we've been wanting, uh, then, it, of course, it has to go on break. And, and so I'm hoping that when the season comes back that it just picks up right away, right where it left off and keeps that momentum going. So, um, but I'm excited. I, I, I can't wait for the next two weeks of episodes or the next two episodes in three weeks. Yeah. And the, <laughs> a lot of shows are going hiatus right now. And all of, almost all of my shows are now in a two week hiatus. Uh, so, which sucks obviously, but <laughs> what, what are, what are you going to do? But, uh, we have one more news item, but Seek is going to actually talk about it. So Seek, take it away. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, this will kind of dovetail us into our comic corner as well. But for those of you who are, are fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and are fans of the the various actors that are on the show, uh, if you have a favorite or if you like all of them, uh, you should all go to your local comic book stores and check out the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. variant covers to a bunch of Marvel comics that have come out this uh, this month. There's still a few coming out next week, but I'm just going to go list them real quickly. Uh, for all new X-Men, issue 19 which is on sale uh, November 27th. Uh, that actually features a cover with all of the agents, and it has Fitz, Simmons, May, Ward, Coulson, and uh, Sky, and it's like all of them on the cover. And then after that, it's each member individually. So if you pick up Guardians of the Galaxy number nine, which is on sale now, you'll get a cool Fitz cover. Uh, if you get Iron Man number 18, which is also on sale now, you get a cool Melinda May cover. Uh, Nova number 10, which is uh, on sale uh, now, actually, or, or no, actually, it's next week. It's next week. Uh, they, the midst of misprint. Uh, next week, you get a Ward cover. Uh, Superior Spider-Man 22, which is on sale now. You get a Coulson cover. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Superior Spider-Man also November 27th. Another misprint. Sorry. Uh, Uncanny Avengers number 14. That will be uh, next week as well, and that features a Sky cover and Uncanny X-Men 14, which is definitely this week, has a uh, uh, Simmons cover, which is great because she is beautiful. She is so beautiful, indeed. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so that, that's kind of my news. If, if you're a fan of, the, of, of these characters and you also want to try some Marvel comics that maybe you haven't read before – all of these are connected to the Marvel Universe, uh, obviously in big ways. Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova, uh, Spider-Man, uh, X-Men, Avengers. It, it pretty much covers everyone. So definitely go check out these books and pick up these variant covers. Fantastic. Well, they, yeah. you heard it, guys. He's the, he is the expert, so I would, I would do as he says. <laughs> not only that, but I knew that these were all mistakes. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I was going to credit the website, but since they made the errors, I will not credit the website just to save them a little bit. Oh, snap. No, I'm kidding. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Take that. No, but <laughs> so th those are all the news for this week. And we're now going to head into Comic Corner with Seek. So Seek, once again, swoop us. Take it away. All right. Well, actually, before we, <laughs> I, I, someone just sent me this. Uh, good, talk about good timing. Apparently, there is a Agents of Shield is going to venture into two part episodes coming up. Did you know about this? Well, that was the part that I was talking about with um, with, with the bridge, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. It does it does mention briefly in in the episode description that is that it will be a two parter. But um, so. Well, we don't want to spoil, right? We won't we want to. We don't want to spoil, yeah. but yeah. So definitely, when you guys, when the show comes back with their 11th episode, it hasn't been announced when the show is coming back. But I'm sure that on December 10, when they're 
once the episode is, has aired, they will show it in the trailer when it comes back. Because I know ABC did announce this week what, how they're going to schedule some of their things for next year. And when some of their shows are coming back, there's been some... They have moved a few shows or whatever. And um, so I would say that definitely tune in for episode 11 in 2014 but we will have we will keep you guys updated when we hear more news about it but uh, good point see good point um i was gonna say we should come up with a sound effect for comic corner and it should be colson saying nobody puts colson in the corner (laughs) (laughs) i haven't even seen that movie but i know what reference it is (laughs) from the, the great late patrick swayze um <clears throat> sorry guys awesome. <laughs> sorry yeah sorry that's a um well yeah so comic corner this week so there was actually two comics that came normally i would just talk about one comic but i'll talk about two really briefly that came out that had a very really good focus on shield and some of their characters and in two different environments too which i really liked uh there's the ultimate universe which is the parallel marvel universe that uh that the nick fury that sam jackson is based off of originally came from um and then, and then there's the Secret of Enders book, which I've mentioned before, which I didn't know. I th- Nick Spencer was the writer on the book originally, and it looks like they switched writers. Um, so I'll get into that in a minute. So I'm going to start with the ultimate version, which is the parallel universe to the Marvel universe. And this, there's a book that came out this week called Cataclysm, colon, The Ultimates. And this is part one of a series, basically Galactus. If for anyone out there who's a, a big Marvel nut or who – if you're not a big Marvel nut, I'll explain briefly that Galactus is this giant – purple humanoid looking creature that floats around in space and eats planets. He's kind of the Marvel version of Unicron. If you're a Transformers fan and he has four heralds, kind of four horsemen, if you will. And one of them is the silver surfer and he's an extremely immensely powerful creature. And obviously the fantastic four silver surfer, the Avengers, the X-Men, everyone has thwarted his plans many times to try to eat the earth. Well, something happened recently in the comics where he got, transported to the ultimate Marvel universe where there are few, far fewer heroes to save that world. So now he, that world is in danger of being eaten by Galactus. And so what happens in cataclysm, the ultimates is Nick Fury banding together his group of shield agents and his group of, uh, you know, Avengers to try to stop this from happening. And it's a really, really great book. It even opens with Danny catch, which is one of my favorite uh, Marvel characters who was the ghost Rider of the nineties who I've mentioned in my, uh, Hollywood Reporter article, he was also trained to be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point. And in the Ultimate Universe, he is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. So it's really cool to see him, uh, Stature, who is another favorite of mine, and Nick Fury kind of running the running the you know the whole thing on it. And and so there he comes up with this insane doomsday plan to try to save the world, uh, as he's done many times and as as the Avengers and, and the and S.H.I.E.L.D. has done many times. But this time the plan kind of turns against them and the enemy is a little bit smarter than your average, uh, than, than they anticipated. And, uh, and obviously they're going against a giant monster and he has followers that are on earth that are trying to prepare humanity for this. And, and so what they try to do to stop him is they try to put the Hulk inside a giant bullet and shoot him right at the problem. And of course, uh, that backfires and I won't say how, I don't want to spoil too much of the book, but I will say, uh, the book was written by Joshua Hale Fialkov and the art was by Carmine D. Gimenaco, and he is a uh, the 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 art in it is fantastic. The writing is fantastic. If you're if you're looking to see Shield face a global threat, and uh, you know if, if you're like, hey, the show isn't hasn't built 
enough to do that yet, but I want to see these guys go up against some global level threat. Definitely check out that issue. It's really awesome. And then on the other side, in the regular Marvel Universe, uh, if you want to know what's happening with uh, Maria Hill, Nick Fury, Phil Coulson, and James Rhodes, who is the Iron Patriot uh, from the Iron Man 3 movie and now the Secret Avengers, uh, this is a story about them during uh, the current crossover that's happening at Marvel. Right now, Thanos who the big purple creature at the end of Avengers that you saw in the post-credit sequence smiling, um, he's kind of come to Earth and he's looking for his son and he's destroying everything in his path and he's and he's aligned himself with a bunch of different alien races and there's a big war going on all over the galaxy and all the heroes are gone, so only a few are on Earth to defend it and obviously S.H.I.E.L.D. is still on Earth and we have S.W.O.R.D. in the peak, which is the, the orbital spaceship as well, so between shield and swords are trying to guard and protect earth. And, uh, and so you actually get to see Maria Hill. You can see Phil Coulson. You can see Nick Fury on the ground trying to deal with this threat. And, and in the storyline in infinity, the inhumans who are definitely my favorite Marvel characters, uh, black bolt being the, the biggest, they are a product of this mist called the Terrigan mists. And if they breathe it in, they change, they become, kind of mutants in a way. Some of them become mutants and they develop an ability. So a bomb of Terrigan Mists has been launched and set off on Earth. And this was Black Bolt basically going, if we can't defeat Thanos, the Earth needs to be able to protect itself while its heroes are gone. So he shoots this bomb at Earth and it turns like 100,000 people uh, essentially into inhumans. So all these people get powers, but not all of them are good. You know, they're, they're freaked out by the powers and they're doing bad things. And so Nick Fury, on top of dealing with Thanos' forces, has to deal with this person who has become like an you know, like a, an inhuman basically, and they're losing control of their powers. And it's a really great emotional storyline. You even see a version of Lola, um, which we've seen many times in the in the comic books as well, meaning floating cars. It's not the same model and make and model as Lola, but you get to see some shield agents like uh, going around in a floating car. And, um, it's, it's really great. It has a, like I said, a lot of, you get to see how shield reacts in a situation like this and being on the ground, as opposed to the other one where they're fighting a cosmic entity and this one, they, they are fighting a, a battle, but it's on street level and it's really cool. And the book is written by Ed Brisson and the art is by Luke Ross. And if you're out there, if you, if you want to try two Marvel books this week, I definitely recommend picking up Secret Avengers issue 11 and Cataclysm Ultimates number one. I give both of them four out of fives. They're really great storytelling, really great artwork, and definitely will kind of broaden your knowledge of, of what S.H.I.E.L.D. does when they face these level of threats. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for, for, you, for those comic, uh, comic recommendations. Guys, you heard them. Pick them up. And uh, I, 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 I just want to ask, in, in the comic books, does Colton look a lot like Clark Gregg? I mean, not really. He, I mean, in the sense that he's wearing a suit and he has glasses, but he's, you know, you also have to remember in the comic books, this Coulson hasn't died. He hasn't been through what movie Coulson or Marvel Cinematic Universe Coulson has been through. So this is like, it's really interesting to read this Coulson because this is the Coulson that fought alongside Nick Fury. This is the one that in the show, they're like, when people go, oh, you're not the same man. If he was like this guy, then they're right. He's not the same man. So I think that's kind of neat. You know, we never got to see too much of the old Coulson. So I like that they're giving us that in the comic books. Interesting. I may check it out perhaps because it's that was really that that could be interesting to see how different he is in the comics compared to live action. And it's interesting because he was he, live action came first. 
before uh, the live action Colton came first. And so it's interesting that they're doing a whole different thing with him in the comic books. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's really cool. I, I think it's really neat. I mean, like, you know, not to deter too much off topic, but Harley Quinn, you know, she came from the comic, uh, the cartoon series, and then she ended up being a Batman character in the comics. And they kind of did a slight, slightly different version of her in the comics. So it's pretty neat. Like, it, it, it's, it's cool when a character is, is so awesome, like when they create them either in the movie universe or in the comic universe, and they have to they're so great that they have to exist in another form. And so it's, I like that, but it's, it's having your cake and eating it too. So now, you know, when we see people on the show going, wow, you're not the same Colson. If you read the comic books, you definitely get that, that, that statement is, is, has a lot more weight to it. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think we need to start talking about the episode soon. Yes, so please. we're going to wrap it up here, but thank you so much for, for, for this week's comic corner and it will be back next week as well and in the mid-season finale so i'm i'm looking forward to see what comics you have to recommend then nobody puts colson in a corner okay 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 <laughs> okay uh let's not let's not make um the uh, right. poor andy laugh his butt off so okay. let's jump into this episode episode eight the well yes. jumping right into this episode i feel that it was a really strong episode. I had to rewatch it a couple of times because I had some mixed feelings about it after seeing it. And I, I think we need to start talking about this right away. Was this really a Dark World tie-in? Because there's been a lot of discussions on the, on the internet that people really felt that it was, in a way, not what they were promising. And I, I, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take anyone's side. I, I can see how Marvel and ABC uh, looked at this, and I can see how f- the fans were looking at it. But before I say my thoughts, because I talk too much anyway, what how do how do you look at this um, subject, Zeke? I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of tricky. I mean, I, I think you know. To be fair, Marvel and ABC didn't promise us anything specific. You know, that's why I think they keep their answers vague and they. Because two reasons. One, obviously, they don't want to spoil anything for the show. They want you to be invested and 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 want to see what's going to happen in the show that without having to tell you. But also, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of assumption as well. So like, I think when fans get upset about this, it's because they assumed something different, and 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 not wrongfully assumed in some cases. Sometimes when they go, hey, this episode is going to cross over with Thor: The Dark World, you're going to see the aftermath of that movie. You're going to kind of see a little bit in in. Uh, in the show. And so I think it's only right for fans to assume something bigger, something, something more of a tie in than basically the opening credit sequence, uh, you know, the opening sequence where they're just rummaging through stuff. And you could, but you could also say that the rest of the episode, although it didn't tie into Thor, the dark world, it did illuminate some interesting things about Asgard in general. So M- Marvel and ABC weren't wrong by saying it, it's, it's connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe by any means. But then again, the whole show is supposed to be. So I think some of that frustration that fans are feeling, it's coming from assumption. I know I felt that. I assumed it was going to be a much bigger crossover. But be- that being said, I still appreciate the episode for what it was because I thought it was a very strong step forward as a TV as, for this show. Uh, I thought the acting was like took it up a notch. I thought the storyline, the development of the characters, all and the, and also the explanation of why up until now we haven't seen too much of Ward's past. All of that I thought was very well explained. So for that, I can't fault the episode in general because I thought it was a strong episode. So the, it's it's a tough balancing act. I think uh, maybe if Marvel next time or ABC can give us a little bit more to go on 
so that we assume a little bit less, I think there's a good middle road that we can all be happy with. Yeah, I'm going to say that I knew that at the end of the episode, it was probably not going to be a cameo or two. I I was hoping for it. I felt it would have been really neat and nice if they had featured something. Maybe had Ford show up and... you know, have this revelation that he finds out that Coulson is alive because it was his brother that caused all of this. If Loki had, hadn't killed Coulson, yeah. th- there would have been different scenarios in that case. But obviously, they they explain in the in the episode that four is off grid, and they I I do think by by saying he's off grid, I think that he is still. And I'm not going to spoil too much of, of, from the movie if you haven't seen it yet. You can, but however, if you have seen the movie, you can check our check out our review that we did a few weeks ago. But they, four is basically on Earth at the at this point uh, due to some events, and and I hope that's not too big of a spoiler, is it? Well, I don't know, but but also it it's not it's not unwise to assume that he might not be on Earth either, um, because when he when he does show up, I guess, when he comes back to Earth, the London doesn't look like it's, you know, had, you know, it looks like some time has passed because, she, you know, they're all kind of eating cereal and, she, and, and Jane is kind of like, uh, you know, she's almost getting back to that point where she might be giving up. So Thor definitely spent a li- at least a little bit of time in Asgard after, uh, after the events of the second movie. So we can assume that since they're doing cleanup, S.H.I.E.L.D. could be there the same day that event happened. For all we know, they could be there, you know, just a couple hours later. So he may not be back on Earth yet. Uh, the only thing I thought the tie-in I wanted, and this is probably spoiling a little bit, so I, I, hopefully I'm 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 not. But that giant fr- uh, frost beast, like <laughs> I was like I, I was like, where's that thing's running around still? Like why is nobody taking care of that thing? Well, maybe that's what he they were doing. Maybe Thor was dealing with that monster somewhere else, and that got defined as off grid. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was the same day. And uh, although because the movie came out like a week or two before this episode aired, I I don't know how the timeline works. That's the thing they haven't explained at this point. They, they but it, it but it has been said that they, that their continuity is going to be revealed and acknowledged before Captain America: The Winter Soldier. So that's pretty good. But still, I I can see what you're talking about. The thing is that we could the reason why we couldn't have that beast on. The, on, in this episode was because that would cost them that, that's money that, that this show doesn't have they do have a huge budget compared to other tv shows but that would this monster would require a lot of cgi and i don't think that would have been worth it although well i mean to be fair they show a there's a lot of things in the show that cost a lot of money and having one shot of the beast like wouldn't be that hard to do even if it was just like you just saw its head or you just saw it run down an alley and then they go like Okay, we got to go deal with that thing now. And that's how you end the episode. And then the next episode could be like, they could come in covered in goo and they could be like, well, that was weird. You know, like you could, you could totally do it in, in, in a, in a cheap way. Uh, you know, you just, you just got to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah, possibly. But, and maybe they were, they were trying to make that happen, but maybe there was just some, some, there was maybe something that, that stopped them in the way, in the end. But it, yeah. but, but, let, but uh, we're going to move away from that subject because, uh, but but to to wrap that point up, it was kind it was kind of a it was kind of a dark world tie-in, but it was more of an Asgardian case of the week, right? Which I think here's the thing: if they had just marketed this episode as as an Asgardian case of the week, I think that would have still been still been fine, and say that that something from Thor's world 
is going to be part well, of this episode. Yeah. But if they did that, then who knows if their ratings would have went up, you know? Like, I think I think that benefited by them saying, hey, this is a Thor The Dark World tie-in. Uh, so it, it's a good marketing move. And it's not that it wasn't a tie-in. I'm not saying it wasn't. It just wasn't the one I think most fans were expecting. However, I have seen other reactions to, the, to that. This was good enough that that this did work, that this, this did move forward move things forward and um and i and i think in the end i'm i i think i'm more fine with it now but it just took me a few a few wa- rewatch to to get to that point <laughs> moving on to the topic of this asgardian being on earth um, and it's revealed through this episode that uh, that the character that that peter peter mcnichol was playing was in fact an asgardian I, when he was first uh, revealed he was going to be in this episode i felt, thought that oh great a great actor, but who's just going to play a, a professor, a, a typical professor or whatever. But then they reveal that he's actually an Asgardian. I feel that was a really good twist, and I've seen really good response to his character, and I do hope that he will come back. But before we go deep into his character, what did you think about this character? This character, um, Professor Elliot Randolph. Yeah, he was uh, he was interesting. He wasn't likable right away, uh, they, and they definitely made a point to to make him kind of like a a skeezy professor type who, who likes young girls and, uh, you know, her sleeps with the students or at least they in, in, imply it. Um, yeah, I, well, that's, that, that's the same, I got the same feeling about him. Like, <laughs> let's, let's have dinner. Really? Oh, you <laughs> son of a, no. Right. Um, but, but I thought over time, once you got to the meat of who the character was and like what, what his backstory was, I thought it was actually really neat because I liked the idea of one, how he was chosen to be a berserker and two, um, I guess, kind of like his feelings towards the power as well. Like, you know, most of the time you get these characters in these, especially in this show, uh, starting with the first episode with the the gentleman who got uh, became kind of a super soldier, uh, the power corrupts. And then you had it with Scorch also. Like all these people who get these powers, they kind of, they kind of, uh, you know, they they want more of it or they or they want to use it in the wrong way or it goes to their head. And this was kind of one of those people that, didn't feel that way. He, he, he didn't like the power. He didn't want the power. Uh, and then he didn't want other people to have the power. So he went out of his way to hide it the best he could. And I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a, a neat character in general to have in this, uh, for these group of misfits to kind of come across. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I think he was a really good character and I, I liked his, um, his backstory that he's been here for a, uh, for over a thousand years or what was it what was it over a thousand years or how long has he has been here yeah they didn't exactly determine but yeah i mean definitely over a thousand years for sure yeah and no but i hope he comes back i think that there could be some good interactions between him and colson and um I, yeah well i do hope he comes back because i i, I just he was very likable in the end and um although he was a bit uh he was a bit myster- mysterious and a little bit um, shady. It still worked, and I think the actor did a good job. And the thing that bothers me, bothers me a little bit is that they have introduced so many interesting guest characters, but they haven't re- brought them back for a while. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they're waiting to announce that in a few weeks for the next couple of episodes in 2014, or maybe they will show up in these two last two last episodes. But there like, are so many characters that are that are really neat and they're really intriguing. I think they could do so much, so much with them. Well, agreed. And I hope, I hope we see this professor, uh, this Asgardian back again. I like the, I like how Coulson and him had that chat 
near, you know, when, when he said, uh, you know, what do I do now? Like, I, I, I basically can't stay here anymore. And Colson's like, Oh, you should check out Portland. They have really, like really good philharmonics. Like, you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a great reference to the cellist, uh, that he mentioned in the Avengers movie where he said he met a cellist in Portland. I didn't think about that. That's, that, that that's, I forgot about that. When is she yeah. going to show up, by the way? Or he? he, he <laughs> oh, he never said if it was a he or she. Uh, yeah, they never said. But if you if you go on bleedingcool.com, they actually – some this group in Portland, uh, there's a girl who does violin and her, her partner in the group does, plays the cello. Uh, they do a song called Agent Coulson. So you can actually go and uh, look that up. And, and, and I don't know if that's official from – from Marvel or anything like that. I think these are just two girls who are fans of the show and who play these instruments, but one of the girls is a cellist. So, uh, so I thought that was really cool. So you can actually go to bleedingcool.com and see that video and it's actual music video and it's called agent Colson. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, no, but I like that the Berserker stuff was once again, another good story device for this episode that they, they, because it wouldn't be fun if the show always had physical, that it wouldn't be fun if they always had, people being their you know their the villains of the week yeah right, right it was the staff that basically made them go berserk <laughs> no t- that pun intended <laughs> no but but there was this group uh, that what, what was the what was the case of what, what was their point was they, they were they were hating norse mythology no they were i think they were norse descendants and they were kind of nazi-esque in a way like they they because uh, if you look they're all like white people with blonde hair and blue eyes <laughs> like and they were and they were trying to create a super race and they were all trying to you know get this power for themselves and, and use it to do bad things and, and call themselves gods so i thought that was really cool i mean i'm not I'm not the the idea of it obviously but it was a, a neat uh thing for these people to for the shield agents to go up against and also it put it put um ward in a very tough position which he had to make he had to make a choice which was he knew what touching the staff did, but but he also knew that he had to in order to win the day. So there was a great self-sacrifice moment from Ward in this episode, and then later on from Melinda May. And I thought that was really great. I, it, it speaks volumes for the characters and what they're willing to do to make sure their friends are safe and, and the world being safe. So I like that. Yeah, and we got some good action with this uh- because of this group, well, it wasn't. They weren't the best fighters, but it was nice. <laughs> we got to see Melinda May and Grand Ward kick some serious butt. Oh, absolutely, a lot of butt. Yeah, but we, but before we get to that, I think we should talk about the huge character development that we got for Ward. And I'm so happy that he finally got some because Brett Dalton has shown that he has potential in his in his acting to get give us a really intriguing character. And I think that it's it's taken a while. I will agree with that, but I think that what they've been doing for the past few weeks is they've been giving giving all these characters their own focus episode, and um, now it was his turn. And before I give my opinion, what did what did you feel about his backstory as a kid? It was great, and it's definitely a little mysterious because from what I gathered in that scene, there's a kid in a well, uh, and then there's a kid looking down at him in the well. And then there's a reveal uh, that I don't, I don't know. I'll let you get into it if you want to of something else afterwards. But the kid who's looking down, he's kind of a chubby kid, and he's referenced twice by name as being Grant. Yeah, that, so, that, that is Grant. I, uh, I okay. Should, I looked at IMDb, and the actor who played him 
was credited as young Grand Grand War because a lot of people thought that the the mean kid that showed up that was um, yeah that looked yeah. a lot that's ironic that young ver- the that mean kid looked a, a, like a young version of Brett Dalton maybe yeah and I, well, I, I think I think it's a purpose misdirect for sure yeah no but you're right the kid in the well does say Grant two times and I think that the, that the kid I don't think he was that chubby he looked a little bit I don't know he he didn't look hot like Brett Dalton does, <laughs> but, well, ladies and some guys out there as well, he is hot. Uh, just look, just, just Google Brett Dalton cuddles shirtless, cuddles cuddles with a puppy oh, shirtless. No, but no, th- th- this was actually something that a magazine released and there was a video about it and it was really cute and adorable. And... <laughs> um, yeah, well, you can also... I'm keeping it PG. That is, that is not dirty in any way. And he's also shirtless in the episode, so you don't have to really go online. If yeah, you've gracious. The show. <laughs> um, anyway, I, but I don't. I don't know exactly what they're. I mean, they're, they're clearly setting up uh, uh, that he, you know, that that kid, that mean kid, could be his brother. Uh, uh, you know, it sounds like it is. Uh, it, it's Ward. Sounds like he comes from a very troubled background, and it makes sense because they explain in this episode, like. He says, he's like, look, I'm a machine. I, I can't think about my past because of my past is so dark. So I shut it out. I blocked it up. I locked it away. It's in my head somewhere. And I don't ever think about it so that I can do my job. And so that, to me, was a good explanation of why we haven't seen his past so far. And then for this thing to unlock it, and then for the the uh, you know the professor to tell him, yeah, this is probably going to last a few decades. You know, like, because humans are different than Asgardians. So you're going to deal with this, whatever it unlocked, you're going to, it's going to be in your mind for for the next like 20, 30 years. And Ward's like, Oh, great. And, but you actually get, like I said, w- you know, it, it, I kind of wrote off Ward as being a stiff actor too. And that's because of the role he's playing, but now you're definitely going to see a more emotional side of him. Cause he got angry in this episode. He, he teared up in this episode. Uh, he, you saw a lot of different range from him as an actor. And I like that. And I want to see more of that. And even if it means it's going to take him down a dark path, Whatever it takes, I want to see more of this actor and, 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 and more of what his range is because I think it's there and this episode definitely proved it. There is I, – I, I do – I think there is a lot of potential to this character and I – Brett Dolan is so lovely in real life. Like at Comic-Con, he was so sweet. I didn't talk to him per se but I – just seeing how he was compared to his character because we saw the pilot – before they they came on, you know, we got to see the pilot, and then seeing how he was compared to the character he plays, he has a lot of potential. He is so lovely to to watch, and I think that it may take a few episodes, but they're definitely showing that we are not just letting this character be boring. There right. is some good, interesting things. There are some interesting things to this character, and I think that this brother will, may play a bigger role later this season. I have no doubt. Yeah. So I really like. Ward's backstory, and it like the scene where he walks into Coulson's office and says that something is wrong. He explained why why he couldn't fun- why he couldn't think about his past and let emotions get to him. That was like one of Brett Dalton's best scenes throughout this series. And I also, like Coulson said, by em- by admitting this to Coulson, right, he knows that he can trust he can trust Ward. That he would not go by behind his back, and that he would be that for that guy who is so close, he is actually open. Up, he's honest and he's open, and I think that is strong writing. And Monica Breen did a fantastic job with this episode in terms of writing. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, this was a very well crafted episode. Like I said, even though it wasn't a direct Thor tie-in, I like, but it's like we already talked about that. But co- like as far as how it was 
paced and and character arcs and everything it was very well done yeah if you just take if look if you just take a just put the for the dark world tie-in reference aside this was yeah. a really good episode it was like because there's not a lot of flaws for this episode it right. was really it was moving forward it had a good pace like seek said and i loved it i think because you were really, really excited about this episode because Star Trek's Jonathan Frakes directed this episode. Yeah. What what did you think about his uh, directing? Uh, it, it looked great. I mean, it was definitely one of the better directed episodes of this season so far. And and I knew it would be. I mean, the guy is very talented. He's done a lot of stuff like this before. He knows how to work with actors. And I think he picked a great script. Like, I don't know if they how they divide it up in, 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 in TV shows, but if he had the choice... I could see him picking this episode because it had a lot of emotion from a character like Ward, who I would see Jonathan Frakes having an interest in being a guy who is the right-hand man of a former captain himself. So I thought that was really cool that he picked this episode and it was our first uh, you know, journey into, uh, into the mystery of, of Ward's mind. Journey into mystery. <laughs> see what I did there? You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but I hope he comes back. Actually, I really want this writer, to, this director, to do two more, two or three more episodes. I, maybe he could direct the season finale because yeah. he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I. But to wrap up the war discussion, I feel I feel that his arc was good throughout the whole episode. I like that he was the one that touched the staff. I like he that also the, another great scene. Is when he unleashes his anger on, yeah, on, on all of on, them, on all of them. Yeah, Fitz, Sky, like pretty much everybody. Uh, and I but, like how 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 sweet uh, Simmons is about it. She's like, "Oh, this will pass soon," you know, and she's like trying to not be bothered by it, but uh, but she knows that everything he said definitely stung everybody in the room, you know. I know, right? And I was like, <laughs> like seriously, how does he, like, how does she keep keep it up like that? Like, how is she? <laughs> so calm and uh, but and uh, you know what i what i what made me really sad was when when ward went on fits yeah that was tough to watch because obviously we know he didn't mean it you know like deep down that whatever that anger is bringing out it's probably a feeling that may have a thought that was in his head uh at, at some point but it doesn't make it true we could and that was what was heartbreaking about that moment was even though it was hard for fits to hear us as the audience, we knew it had to be hard for Ward to say also because you could tell he didn't mean it. Uh, it was definitely the rage talking. And and I, I you see this all the time in TV shows where they go, oh, well, yeah, you may not have meant it, but clearly it was something inside you that you know was wanting to come out and this helped it come out. But it's like, yeah, but that doesn't make it true. We all have random thoughts and feelings. Like sometimes people go, oh, I wonder what it would be like to kill that person. But you don't actually entertain the thought. It just sometimes pops up in your head because we live in an age where we're all multitaskers. We can think a million things at one time. So it doesn't make it true. So, it, so that's what I liked about that scene was I was like, wow, this was as hard for Fitz to hear, I feel, as it was for Ward to say only driven home by the point that he went afterwards, he went and just started punching a punching bag because he yes. was, you know, he, and he didn't want to talk to anybody. He's like, if I talk, I'm just going to hurt you. So I just want to punch that. Just let me punch. Did, did, did that, did, didn't that scene remind you a little bit about the, op- one of the opening scenes in the Avengers when, when C Rogers is, um, he's, he's reliving uh, some memories while he's punching that bag. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. It felt so much like that scene in that Avengers. And I feel that was a nice contrast. And I would like to see, <laughs> Now I kind of want to see Captain America and uh, Agent Ward go at it. <laughs> well, Agent Ward would lose that fight. Well, well, well hey, 
Don't count him out yet. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, anyway, well, then, but to end, Ward, uh, we definitely have the, the thing with Melinda May. Oh, Lord. This is going to be an interesting discussion. I feel also, I like the scene when he almost punches, like, you know, almost punches her and she is able to block it or uh, avoid it. Like, that he's so angry that he's not thinking about his surroundings and he just. Right. So I feel it was a really good Brett Dalton episode. But we're going to talk, let's talk about this. May and Ward that people are shipping as Way, which is too genius to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Uh, I don't have much to say about it because obviously not much. It, it, to it me, it seems pretty obvious. But but yeah, I mean, like you know, so so Melinda she picked up the scepter, she combined the three pieces, and she was able to take down the the last of the enemies, and then she was able to place the scepter back down using some kind of either meditation technique or just like she says in the episode. She, the things Ward puts away in a box inside his mind, these are the things she focuses on every day to get through the missions. So so she faces the rage and anger every day. So it's kind of like the Hulk in the sense that she's always angry. And I thought that was kind of neat um, uh, side of her as well. And then, of course, it, it ends in this where Sky is kind of, you know, coming to console uh, Ward at the bar and he's not really having it and he's like but thank you for trying and then he walks away and then he sees Melinda May holding a bottle of alcohol she looks over at him kind of gives him a look opens up her ho- hotel room and walks in and leaves the door open for him to walk in after her and he does so c- to me there's not much to say other than I think they just straight on hooked up and let some of that anger out <laughs> that they both are feeling well I, I here's the thing I, and might- I'm jealous I'm jealous of you Ward I'm jealous of you well, here's the thing. Yeah. And also, you were mentioning like that May was a little bit like the Hulk. Ironically, that night uh, on Twitter, Hulk was trending worldwide, and I, I <laughs> took a photo of it. There, it, it is, it is up up on the Shield Assemble feed. And my, I just went into, why is Hulk world tre- Why is Hulk trending worldwide? There, I looked at like, are, was there an announcement? Is there a Hulk? Did they announce a Hulk movie during the episode? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So that was just a little uh, fun thing to mention. But here's the thing. I think that people are jumping a little bit too soon on this. I I think it it may just... It could have just been a a friendly invite to have a drink with her. Because I don't think... (laughs) Yeah, that's what it looked like. (laughs) Oh, because that looked so... That looked like there was so much chemistry in her eyes. Now, look, they were. They, she, but, but no, but they they, it no, but it looked like a a warrior's, a warrior's connection. They both been to the same hell, they both understand each other a little bit differently now, and uh, and they both have this pent up anger and rage, and they have to get it out in some way, and I think that was the logical choice for both of them. I don't think it meant anything. I don't think there's like a love story there, but I think it was just like a, Hey, we, we both been through the same foxhole and, and this, uh, you know, th- and this seems to be the best way to, to connect or, or release the, the anger or pain, even if it's only temporary. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to hook up. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I think they did hook up. I, I don't think they're gonna, I think they just did. Or they just had a drink. Because, look, this is not going to end well for any of them. There's, like, for people who are holding out for a Sky Ward relationship, like, it, these things can't happen. Like, these these are all people that have a job that they are doomed. 
that you know like that that's the comic book universe if you read marvel comics you know like there's there's only like two or three married couples in comic books anymore like nobody gets a happy ending and it's a shame and i, I would love this show to have some kind of exception to that rule but what well, i but wanted I, I wanted may and colton to hook up but um, uh yeah uh, yeah, maybe they did have something in the past, though, because that's what people think that they did have something in the past. But what can what we can I I, I, I if if we go too deep into this, we're gonna it's gonna become like a shipper discussion. So we're gonna take, it's one night it's one night to live on uh, Agents of Shield. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. No, but we we will see what happens. I hope they will reveal they will reveal it soon. Maybe next week or in the mid season finale. Um, not as a big like the biggest reveal on Ages of Shield next week <laughs> on an all new Ages of Shield on ABC. May the, Cap- the Captain America crossover. May and Ward hook up. <laughs> oh, anyway. no! They- <laughs> and they also- hook up on the Triskelion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Uh, speaking of. I, you're mentioning Melinda uh, uh, May. Mingna Wen just uh, had her birthday a few days ago. So yeah. happy ha- birthday! Ha- happy belated birthday if you're listening. Yes, and, and thanks I- for following me on Twitter, Melinda. She, well, she's awesome because she follows everybody. She's the best. She's great. Yeah, she right before Comic Con, she followed me, and and I I was like, hey, I'll, I'll I'll promote the show. I'll do whatever I can to help, and and I think that's also why I was I I am here now because when you when we talked, I was like. I was like, uh, Ming Na Win would really like me to do this show. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's that. That's <laughs> how it is. Okay. Well, but we have one more thing to discuss about before we wrap this discussion up. Yes. Colson's dream. Oh Ooh. my God! There is something really, 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 really wrong. <laughs> and guys, don't turn off your iPod or whatever. It did. It, it, it didn't. Um. It didn't echo. It didn't echo. It. What has Shield done to him? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if you get the reference, but they clearly dollhoused him. Yeah, I, I know. That's I saw it on the internet later on. I'm like, uh, is it a good thing that it's a reference? Because I'm no without with no uh, not slamming on Joss Whedon, but I heard that show wasn't that great. So yeah, it's it was it's definitely I think and and this isn't this you know not to derail a little bit, but. I think it's only people say that because all of his other stuff is so darn good. So it's just hard to to top Firefly or Buffy or any of those other shows, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I guess I see what you mean. Uh, well, as a Joss Whedon product, I, I think it may be hard to top. But what do you think about this dream? Like, because in the end of the at the end of the dream, her the the girl who rubs his his back says in a digital she gets a digital voice suddenly and she says it's a magical place. Right, yeah, that was a uh, that was definitely some some voiceover uh, ADR work there. Um, but I, I but I but possibly and I'm guessing intentional uh, because yeah, the her her tone changed and it sounded a little bit more like hypnotic. You know, like it, that's the phrase. Uh, you know, the 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 lines that he said. You know, like did I fall asleep? And her saying for a little while. That is uh, in Dollhouse. That was that was a key phrase after they would memory wipe uh, one of their actives or whatever they called them in the show after they uh, memory wipe someone they would rehearse they would have this rehearsed dialogue and they would and and the active would go did i you know did i fall asleep and the person talked to them to reactivate them would go ah for a little while and then they go oh and then they would say something back and forth so there's a little dialogue to kind of help them adjust back to being back in the world uh so so but it has a direct connection to memory wipe 
And obviously Coulson is missing months of memory. And whenever he thinks about it, he gets this. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's very intriguing. I, even to the point where he almost he wanted to touch the staff to see if it would unlock this memory as well, uh, which I don't know if it would have because I, 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 it seems to unlock memories of rage. And this seems to be not a memory of rage at all. This seems to be something kind of pleasant that they plugged into him. Um, so I don't know. What did you think of it? I think it is, this means that we may find out sooner what's going to happen. I think we are, we may be a few steps closer now to finding out what happened to Colson because I, 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 w- I, was sp- I was speechless after that scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially when he wakes up from it. I was like, oh, great. So, so like, he... I don't think he... I, well, I think it's safe to say that he did not go to Tahiti. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> No, he didn't. Or, or, or he did, and and you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that you're right, though. He didn't go to Tahiti. Uh, Tahiti is a code word. The, the phrase is uh, "it's a magical place." Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm so confused about what happened. I will say this: I don't think you. Again, to me, this is further proof that he's not a, a life model decoy because uh, I don't think you could do this. All, all this kind of. Uh, I don't think you could do this to a life model decoy. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't have access to memories like that. Uh, and it wouldn't be affected by them in that way. So again, I, I, like, you know, life model decoys, they, the reason they only had life model decoys of like, let's say Iron Man or Nick Fury in the past in the comics were, cause those are two robotic type guys. Uh, you know, even Dr. Doom has doom bots. Like these are guys who it's easy to mistake them like a robot for them because the way they're always on their mission or that they're actual robot looking. But for this, like, it's too much emotion. He's reacting too much to it. So, and plus he has that scar. I, I'm, I'm so, I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I'm anxious to see. Yeah. I'm anxious to see. But it was pretty, I, I will say personally, it was pretty mind blowing. It was great. I mean, it, it blew the gates open. It made me, it started making me thinking, think on different paths now, which is, Definitely the point of that scene. Yeah. But I think we're going to wrap up the discussion there. But by, by, I will say that I will give it a weak five out of five. Oh, the episode? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Okay. I would say I will give it a 4.5 out of five because I think there's still room for this show to get better. So I'm going to leave a half a point for it. Yeah. But we're now going to jump to... You guys, what you guys thought about this episode on Twitter, and guys, you're doing a great job of tweeting more and more to us. I, I'm loving it. And uh, yes, thank you, thank you indeed. So first off, we have we have Krista Joe at Krika83, best one yet. Great character development and action pack. Now we now we need four to visit from London. Uh, hashtag because we know he's there. <laughs> I would be so happy to see four, four on the show, and hopefully we will see him before the season is over. Because I think, I think we need. I think not. I don't. I'm not just saying for the sake of cameos, but I think it would be nice to have some cameos or give us a, give us a hint that they may find out at some point. Because there's no way that they're never gonna find out. Well, that's what I. That's what I'm wondering if that's the Captain America tie-in is a. Uh... You know, because Chris Evans signed a contract to appear in like ten different scenarios for throughout the Marvel movies. Which oh, is why I, I, got... I don't think it's ten. I think maybe say something. I, I, I that's a lot of movies. Yeah, no, it's ten. 
It's ten. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I think Jackson had a, a deal on ten movies. Oh, uh, okay. I, I'll. I, you may be right. Either way, but you may um, be right as well. Well, but movies aside, like they could use up one of the. I mean, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying. I don't. I personally don't really care if the the Avengers ever sh- like the ever show up in the show. It doesn't bother me that they're not because the show's not about them. And once one of them shows up, whatever threat they're up against, if if they bring them in that episode that way, then the the threat is obsolete. It's 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 gonna render the team useless, and I don't want that either. Um, but the second, I don't know how, but maybe it'll be Cap that finds out Coulson is alive still. And maybe that'll be the connection to the, the cap movie. And maybe that'll be the final straw to make cap not trust shield anymore or whatever. I don't know, but whatever the case is, I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely the shoe's going to drop at some point and it's going to be a nasty one for sure. Absolutely. Then we have Naomi at Haiti one, two, three. Wow. Asia shield four Phil episode was amazing. Agent warden make major ass tonight. (laughs) Word. 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 I'm not hip. And <laughs> then we have Hank at Hanko 9. The episode's only connection to Four Dark World is a few mentions of Asgard and cleaning up after Four's mess. I'll be honest, pretty, pretty disappointed with episode 8 well. And I, I, I can understand that. I, I, I can see that he, that it was, he makes a good point that there wasn't that many mentions of... There wasn't really a big... It wasn't really a big tie-in anyway, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, and I I, I go back on this a lot too. Like, I, I it's a good argument. I mean, it's a good, it's a valid point for sure. But I, I start wondering, like, how after watching the episode, like, how could they really have tied into that movie? Because, like, well, like we said in our Thor review, the final battle takes place in eight minutes. They're all they need to do is distract uh, Malekith for eight minutes uh, to prevent his plan from working. So that's not enough time for S.H.I.E.L.D. to react or get there. So it only makes sense that they would show up uh, like, you know, 30 minutes or an hour after the destruction and everything's gone back to normal. Like that. So really, I mean, it, it, the only tie in the show could have had is either A, they hunt down the the, the beast, which, they, again, like you said, they don't really have the budget for. And, and or B, they spend the entire episode picking up junk. And who really wants to watch that? So. You know, so I, I guess in the end, it tied in as much as it needed to, and then it got right to back what it needed to do, which is get back to its characters, the ones that they're trying to develop, and it told a really good story with them. So it's a valid argument, definitely, but uh, yeah. but uh, but I don't think it could have tied in any more than what we saw. You know, I I I, I completely understand. Then we have Johnny at Johnny R three one S. Great episode, and Mina Wen was totally badass. She and Clark Gregg carried the show. Hashtag Age of Shield. Well, I, I would say that they, all of them. I think all of the, them are great. I I will agree that Clark Craig and Mina Wen are the strongest actors in this show because they have a lot more experience and they've done a lot of more projects than, for example, Red Dalton and and uh, Elizabeth Henstridge or Ian DeKester and Chloe Bennett. But I, I they are all great in the end. What do you think about this response? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, their chances are those two are going to carry a lot of episodes for a while, but that doesn't mean the the other actors aren't doing their jobs as well, and and also growing and getting better as their characters are growing and getting better. So, yeah, yeah. Then we have Jennifer at Wicked Jen. Let's see. Um, 
I I asked her what he, she thought about the episode, and I asked her if she uh, if she felt that anyone got Colson uh, which is the word she came up with, which is genius, and she, and she responded with, "Yes, the professor did. Great episode. Peter McN- Peter McNichol rocks. Love the four continuity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and then we have um, Agent Colson's army at iHeart Colson, who was really ha- who's been re- a really great list, a really great fan that I've been interacting with, and. Uh, they had some really good, great, great response, which was, great episode tonight, good follow-up to the events of For the Dark World, and I hope to see more of Peter McNichol in the future. Getting closer to answers for Coulson, he deserves to know what really happened to him, and so do we. Series is, uh, is getting stronger each, each week. They had me at Coulson Lives and have kept me wrapped with attention. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, too. And let's see. We have... Uh, Pumpkin, pumpkin spice funny at Testas Savy. <laughs> That's a pretty nice name. Uh, I like it. Pretty epic. I liked it. Not fun of the ending. Yeah, I'm not sure which ending um, the per- uh, that they're referring to. If it's um, the post credit scene or the one between Melinda and Ward, but yeah, true. Yeah, everyone is free to. to everyone is entitled to their opinions, so it's all right. Uh, Lauren Galloway at Lauren underscore Galloway. Might might be my favorite episode to date. As funny as the pilot, uh, as fu- as funny as the pilot. Great action, love the humor, love the action and team development. I agree. There was a lot of good development throughout throughout this episode. Oh, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we saw everyone to an extent. Uh, mostly Ward and May a little bit, but and and Coulson. But we saw everyone kind of bump up again. Yeah. Then we have SpartanTown.net at SpartanTown. A better than usual episode with more background on war and maybe some some adult situation at the end. Yeah, it was yeah it was pretty adult. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's funny that we it, it goes right from uh, Ward walking into a room and then it cuts to a massage. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then yeah. we have last response, Mackenzie Rene at the Crowder fan. I honestly don't think there's a way to describe how amazing it is anymore. Hashtag Colson has some guns. Oh, Colson has more than just some guns. <laughs> yeah, when he's laying on that bed, his arm, he looked pretty yoked for, uh, you know, I, I know that's a lot of, like, the way you lay in your arm, like, I, you know, but but still, like, he's in good shape. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> quiet, I'm gonna, Andy. Uh, yeah, I'm a, no, but it's a good quiet, Andy, because... It's a Disney show. <laughs> it's a Disney show. <laughs> Everything is happy <laughs> and wonderful. I, I don't. Yeah. And but those were all the tweets, guys. Thank you so much. They're, like the tweets are just increasing every week, and it's great to re- see what you guys have to say about this show. So, guys, if you want to have your thoughts read on this on this podcast, tweet at Shield Assemble every week after the episode has aired, and we will read them on air. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> But, Sorry. Uh, yeah, now, my, my, my meds are kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> but now we are going to listen to the um, the voice recording that Dan Schmidt sent in this week, our, the creator of Across the Airwaves. So here is his thoughts about this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Enjoy. Okay, Andy and Zeke. This week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got some good aspects, including the opening of the episode, having footage from, I think, the Thor movie, Ganthor the Dark World. The superpowered fight scenes using the mystical rod, especially when May put all three pieces of the rod together 
And Peter McNichol of Ghostbusters 2 got Ally McBeal fame. Got starring as an Ed's Guardian, Berserker, turned history professor. That I want to see on the show again. However, beyond these things, I found myself wanting more out of this episode. Such as Coulson actually asking Professor Randolph for answers. Got how he was brought back to life. Instead of just speculating. Or maybe there could have been a scene where they were shown investigating it together. Although more importantly than that, I thought the look back into Ward's past was kind of weak. Maybe I've been spoiled by other shows, but I prefer it for a character's origin story to be told in a storyline of flashbacks, like you've seen Andy on The Tomorrow People or Once Upon a Time, instead of just flashing back on one scene over and over again. Because here with Ward, I just didn't feel we got a clear understanding of how his brother ended up in the well and why he was so afraid of the older kid who I think was his brother that was threatening him. Now, based on that opinion, one could argue there wasn't time to share all of that backstory on Ward, but if that's the case, maybe they should have had him open up to Sky or Maymore when the opportunity presented itself. All in all, to sum it up, this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got all the right pieces. What was a step down for the past two weeks because it brought the show back to the position of driving me crazy. With seeing its amazing potential, but not understanding why the writers cannot capitalize on it. My best guess is that they are spending way too much time connecting S.H.I.E.L.D. to the other Marvel movies, like Thor The Dark World, in this case. And I think the past two episodes were better because they were less connected to the movies, or took the cinematic universe in its own direction by introducing Victoria Hand, leaving room to improve Kapod character development. Plus, when it really comes down to it, the episode more connected to the mythology of Thor rather than the aftermath of Thor the Dark World, because the cleanup of Thor's fight with Malekith just gave the characters something to do at the beginning of the episode, when its actual story was about an Asgardian artifact found in a completely different location. Now, my suggestion is, next time a Marvel movie is used to hype Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., have it focus on something more substantial than just an artifact, because I would have been much more excited about this episode if the mystical rod was actually the mystical crowbar that created the Wrecking Crew, and the kid who bullied Ward was one of its members. Just a thought there, you guys. Not sure if it would totally work. Anyway, that's my thoughts on S.H.I.E.L.D. for this week. Have a great show, you guys, and I hope my thoughts on this episode are relevant to your discussion. Thank you, Dan, so much. And we're going to head into closing now so we can get into the spoiler section. You can tweet, you can follow the podcast at Shield Assemble. That is the official Twitter feed for this podcast. You can follow me at Samira93. Seek, where can people find you and your work? Oh, well, if you want, you can check out SeekDonnelly.com, S I I K E. D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y.com. Check out some of my writing stuff there. Uh, you could check me out on the Harmontown podcast uh, for Feral Audio. You can go to Harmontown.com. Uh, I am also do Nerd Nation podcasts. So it's a Nerd Nation on Blog Talk Radio. You can look us up. We're also on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Nerd Nation Radio. And you can also uh, like us on Facebook, please. And then uh, and you can follow me personally at Exploding Bullet on Twitter as well. And if you want to check out some uh, comic book stuff I'm working on, go to awesomecomics.com, O-S-S-M, comics.com. 
And he said please, guys, so... Pretty please? But he's... See? Pretty please! <laughs> there you go. You guys can... If you want to check out our other podcast, head over to acrosstheairways.com for more information on our other podcasts, such as Longbow Hunters Arrow Podcast, DC Nation Podcast, and Regular ATA Podcast. You can follow Across the Airways on Twitter at Across Airways. There's no duh. Like Across the Airways at Facebook.com slash Across the Airways. And you can follow Across the Airways on Google+. You can check out shieldside.net that has images up for episode 9. And I, I haven't checked it yet, but I think they have reviews up by Matt Tucker and Derek Bigel. And that wraps up the closing. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're not sticking around for spoilers, I'm Andrew Bakht. And I'm Zeke Donnelly. And we will see you next week on The Helicarrier. specialize in strange occurrences it's one thing to confront the unknown on the ground wherever i go things turn bad but at thirty thousand feet i'm being haunted there's nowhere to run planes lost power we're going down marvel's agents of shield watch it live all new next tuesday at 8 7 central on abc and what you just heard was the audio for the trailer for episode nine of Marvel's Age of Shield called Repairs, and here is the official description. Coles and his team are haunted by a mysterious force that threatens to destroy them all, and only only a secret from May's past can save them. And, yeah, there seems to be some serious stuff going on in this trailer, and this is going to be... I think this is going to be a May-focused episode, and I think that's something fans have been really waiting to see for a long time, because Melinda May has, without slamming that, without slamming the other characters, I think she is definitely one of the fan favorites because of Ming-Na Wen, her performance, and the way they write her character. So I'm really excited to, fi- to find out what the secret is. And please, let it not be that she hooked up with Ward. <laughs> oh, good lord, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> and you don't like Andy when he's angry. Well, because, yeah, I don't turn green. I turn Wawa. <laughs> but what do, you, what do you think about this? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm head over heels for Ming-Na Wen. She's, I, I think ever since Street Fighter, when I was a kid and she played Chun-Li, um, I, I'm just a huge fan of hers and she's awesome. And I think she was on the show called the single guy that I love. So anything more of her, if you all you have to say is more Melinda May and I, I'm already, that's already my favorite episode. I, I agree. And um, there's not much to say about this episode. We don't know much, but I'm really excited for this episode. This will be the, um, the episode before the mid-season finale. So if you love Age of the Shield, then you better tune in next week and on d- December 10th before we go on a hiatus until 2014. But yeah, I, I think we, we're going to wrap it up right away because I, I don't know what to say about this episode. It's, it's, it looks big, and I'm wondering how May's background is going to come into play. And, um, and, I, and I'm wondering how big it will be. Well, it's funny because her background technically saves them on every episode because <laughs> her background is she's an awesome agent <laughs> and she uses it every week. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, no, no, it's all right. Uh, 
<laughs> but food, food for thought. Yeah. No, but uh, but yeah, guys, we will see you next week on the Helicarrier. Bye. Bye.